This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab show. Uh, compliments of the season. A happy 2018 to all of you who are tuned in. And Dali, thank you for holding the desk. Is everyone here? Thank you so much. Liz, technology is so, so amazing. I mean, like you're all the way in Cape Town and I'm here and, you know, everything is going well. Yep, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for joining us. And then thank you to um, our, our lovely contributors as well. I mean, we haven't seen each other or heard from each other for a long time, but we're just excited to be uh, in this year. So I just want to wish yeah. all of you listeners who are tuned in a happy 2018. I hope that this is going to be that year if it wasn't last year. And I hope that as you continue in this la- uh, journey we call life, you'll be able to uh, find ways to progress. Welcome to the Fashion Lab again. My name is Lisa Gumba, registered your host, and thank you for tuning in. Now, our topic today is designed to purely respond to concerns or questions that have been raised within the different fashion communities. And we are talking specifically between Africa, Europe, and the U.S. And obviously, these communities raise topics that are really relevant. Some are market-specific, some are actually just general uh, concerns. And we hope that this will, something I think for me again is we don't, po- we don't want to focus on the negative, but we want to focus on just concerns and things that uh, could potentially be a threat to the fashion industry or affect fashion businesses this year, depending on how these concerns are actually approached. So uh, thank you very much. Before we get too deep uh, into the show, I obviously want to introduce uh, Edgy Benson, who is our contributor from New York, who also runs uh, NU in New York. Welcome to the show, Edgy. Hi, Liz. How are you? Fine, thank you. How, How are is, you? Good. How is everyone? Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to Happy you. Happy New Year. Edgy, <laughs> <laughs> Edgy, Edgy, it's a new year, but there's things that did not change. So who are you wearing and who made your clothes? And can I ask who you're wearing on the top or should we start on a new year? Because I don't want to hear <laughs> the D I don't want to hear the D word, but let's go. Uh, we can start from the top. Okay. That assumes that you know what I'm wearing on the bottom. Gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Today, today I'm wearing a camo polo from our online and um yeah i'm staring out my window and for everyone who's wondering what he's wearing on the bottom it's the d thing like i said we need to go to the head we need to march to diesel the headquarters (laughs) and just say look this guy has been a true representative of the brand please can you supply him with a different brand for the rest of the year i mean this has to be a different year come on but anyway Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, and for thank you for at least wearing something different on the top. Now, we are also thank joined you. by our contributor uh, from Lisbon, Francisca Marzilli, all the way from Hello. Lisbon, Echoes from Europe. Welcome to the show, Francisca. Hello, Liz. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you, too. <laughs> thank you. Um, today, I wear all black. <laughs> Francisca, I, I love it. It's like the zipping of the age. You just, you just went straight to who you're wearing so we can save time. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, I wear a sweater because it's very hot, very warm. Uh, warm is in South Africa, possibly. Uh, here is freezing. Uh, and um, a scarf from Hermenegi uh, Dodzenia, uh, stolen from my husband's uh, uh, closet. And... Um, <laughs> Bow, um, chivalry boots um, from the um, an Italian brand that I don't, I don't know now. <laughs> they are very old, and uh, a vintage thing and um, chivalry uh, trousers, all black. Hmm. Well, thank you, Francisca, for joining us. It's really nice to have you back. And uh, I'm hoping that this year is going to be, we're going to do much more uh, with all of our energies and synergies. Now, like I said to you and uh, Edgy and to the listeners, uh, we have Dali, who is a young entrepreneur, motivational speaker, radio personality and fashion consultant who's holding the desk down because you might be wondering why I'm in a different place when he's there. And what that does is it actually helps us 
facilitate and run the show even in my absence. So oh, I think great. it's really special. So Dolly, welcome Dolly. to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much it, for having Eddie, me, Alice. It's not, it's not Dolly. Dolly. It's not Dolly. Eddie, it's Dolly. <laughs> it's Dolly. D-A-L-I. D-A-L-I. Yeah. Let's get that correct. Uh, let me um, get that right. Thank you, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dolly. <laughs> Thank you. I like how you guys. I like how you guys say my name. It's, it's cute, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, 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 well. So, Dali, um, we're going to allow you to uh, also just share some of your passions. I know that you're very passionate about fashion, and uh, as much as your radio personality, I know that. I mean, when they see you, because we want to know who you're wearing, so you let us know who you're wearing. And then we'll make sure that we take a picture and tweet it so people can see how stylish you are. And then we can touch through what else you do and we can also get your input through the show as we continue uh, to discuss uh, what we're around, we're about to get into now. So what are you wearing and who made your clothes? All right, cool. Thank you so much, Liz. Uh, greetings to all the listeners. Um, so today I am wearing myself. Um, um, I'm wearing like a nice chino, wearing like a nice beige chino pants, very tight fit, fitted pants. And I'm wearing brown, um, brown formal shoes. I'm wearing happy socks, polka dotted. They pink, they blue, they yellow, as well as like a nice burgundy round neck, uh, long sleeve, uh, t-shirt. And I'm looking very, very suave. Mm, boy, oh. if you don't say that, if you don't say that right. yourself, may, may, the, may the followers say that. But we really need a picture, so make sure you send a picture out. So definitely. We We're definitely um, going to take a picture. And, and then <laughs> for those of you who are tuned in, for just a quick reminder, uh, my favorite segment of the show is called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's, your why's. Uh, we call it the red glass of wine, but you can call it what you want to call it. Now, keep your tweets coming. We're on Fashion Lab AF. On Twitter, we are on Fashion Love Africa on Instagram and Facebook. We definitely would love to hear from you. Now, like I said, uh, what is very cool about this show today is we always urge our listeners, who are you, to send us uh, your feedback, to share your thoughts. And between last year, which is last month, we actually got an opportunity to have conversations within our different uh, spaces and markets. So. I gave the challenge to Francisca, I gave the challenge to Edgy, and I gave myself the challenge to make sure that while we were lying down and enjoying the sun uh, and the sea and whatever else we were indulging in uh, during the December holiday, that we would also use that time as a time to connect with different fashion industry stakeholders and to find out what it is uh, or where they are today and what it is that is their concern as we get into a new year. So these are going to be uh, conversations that we'll be running today and we'll basically be bringing up the different uh, topics or the different concerns and we're going to try and unpack them and see how we can make sure that by the time we are done with this show, we've been able to either answer some of your questions or influence some of your ways of thinking around these concerns or maybe hopefully even change your mindsets around how to look at these issues. Uh, now, we're going to first... Yes. I want to ask you something. What are you wearing? Hey, somebody asked. She was just running off. I was going to say, but never give me a break. I am wearing, uh, first mm-hmm. of all, I, I will send you a picture of my backdrop. You might not like me for it, but I'm wearing a uh, denim play suit uh, mm-hmm. with a little beading and sequin details on the pockets and the collar. And I'm wearing a denim play suit because... If it was my choice, I probably would wear nothing. I just don't want to get arrested. But it's so hot. I think it's 35 degrees right now. Edgy, have you heard her? I did. Edgy, do you hear her? I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just let it go. Go on, go on. (laughs) So I'm I'm feeling comfortable and I'm actually barefoot. So I don't have any heels, nothing. I've got earrings on and I've got a very great, I've got a very great attitude to this year. So don't even judge me for anything else. I'm not wearing anything else except that. Uh, I hope that answers your question. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I would now like us to go back straight uh, into the matters at hand. And um, because of the fact that we have uh, about five uh, touch points for each of us, I think which is going to be split up into five. So I think we're going to just have to touch on each and go really quick. And what I'm going to do, Francisca, is I'm going to start with you and your first Mm -hmm. point. 
and then I'm going to go to Edgy and then we are going to come to me and then we are going to get Dali's input as we go around the table so we can make sure that we touch on as much as we can uh, before the hour. So let's stop. Yeah, so let's. Yeah, so I want to talk about your human rights in the working environment from the racial to gender class discrimination, which for Hmm. Francisca was a very wide topic. For me, I also have, I also touched on that. And I don't know if Edgy, uh, I don't know, I didn't see that with Edgy, but still, let's talk about it, uh, Francisca. Just get us through it uh, based on the research you found on the ground and the fact that it really is a concern. Uh, if you can just share with us your thoughts. Well, I, I think that human rights is a, a very wide topic and uh, it has um, a different about, um, approaches from the consumer point of view from the manufacturer point of view, from the designing point of view. Um, I think that uh, should be uh, uh, more important concerning for the final uh, consumers, especially, because final consumer in the, in the average goes where uh, pay less. And uh, this is something uh, uh, should change, in my opinion, because um, there there should be uh, a work that should should exist, uh, um, uh, a continuous work, especially from the medias, um, to develop a true sensitivity to this to this topic. If I see one shirt in the shopping center that costs one dollar and thirty. I, 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 yeah. I don't buy this. I am, a, I'm an, uh, involved in the fashion system, and so I have the, my sensitivity suggests me that I don't need that shirt. But a lot of people, I know that needs are different. I know that uh, uh, personal and private circumstances, uh, circumstances of everybody of us uh, push in uh, different directions. But um, this should end, really, I think. Um, Francisca, just to, just mm. to touch on that, um, I feel that, and I agree with you, I just feel that when it comes to, um, you know, we have different uh, markets all across the globe, and then we also have different needs. Um, and also we have different uh, sources of income, different income levels. And when you look at the average person who is buying a second hand, I'll give you an example. A person who's, who's buying a second hand shirt for a dollar in a market like maybe some market in Kibera in Nairobi is buying that because they can then split their $10 or whatever it is they have, or $15. Some people are barely making Yes, but Liz, 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 I was talking about shopping and one shirt in the shopping that is costing $1.30. I didn't talk about the second-hand market. That is no, a but different... Okay, but, but, but mm. Francisca, for Segment. me to finish my point, yeah, for me yes, to finish sorry. my point... Mm-hmm. There's also shops where you can find, you can find a dollar, two dollar uh, in a shop, a regular mm-hmm. shop. Maybe they've marked it down or maybe, I don't know what it is. But my thing is, or the moral or the angle of the conversation and where I want to take it to is, for us, me, you, Dali and Edgy and a lot of listeners who are listening right now understand where we're coming from with that and why the human rights within the global fashion industry is so important and has to be taken very serious. However, it is also up to us to sensitize the person who's buying a $2 short at the at shop, shot at the shop, who, who's thinking they probably just, God just blessed them today. But the truth is they don't understand what it means and they do not understand the impact. So a person who's buying a $1 short is not thinking the way you're thinking, Francisca. And that's why I'm saying of course. all we need to is to be able to make sure that we also sensitize consumers on understanding that when you're consuming a product and it goes beyond a certain value, then you have to, those questions need to be triggered around your mind if you're alert and you're aware. Because then if they're selling it for a dollar, how much did they make it for and who made it? So all I'm saying yeah. is it's about, it's, it's a responsibility that the human rights uh, conversation will not happen from the top. We're going to have to make it happen from the bottom as well. Yes. And meet in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I talked about uh, a work made by the media to develop a new sensitivity about uh, the the consumes uh, for the for the consu- final consumers. 
that is everybody who enters in a shop because uh, media are are uh, have so much responsibility in this because in the end we, in the end we can like it or not but uh, people uh, learns from the media today is yeah. like this in the most of the cases you don't need to go to the university to understand that uh, Uh, beyond a very, very low price in a new garment, there is a system. Uh, and if you buy that uh, garment, you are feeding that, si that, systems, that system. Mm. And uh, this, uh, this is my point. On, yes, and, 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 and just to add on as a fact, of the 51 mm. leading brands in the UK, 71% believe there's a likelihood of modern slavery occurring at some stage of their supply chains, according to the Ashridge Center for Business and Sustainability and Ethical Trading Initiative. So imagine that we are almost halfway. I mean, most people don't know where they get their clothes. But for me, like I said, the bottom line is to be able to understand what's happening as we continue through uh these systems and as we continue, because, I mean, we're in fashion, we're not going anywhere, but how we can be able to uh, be a bit more conscious and realize that the human rights thing is issue is a very big issue, then I think that would be able to definitely make the difference. Uh, Edgy and Dali, you're quiet. Edgy, do you have any two cents before we jump on to a different uh, topic? No, I was trying to rationalize how it could be that cheap, but um, just to, you know... I was trying to find a good reason why something could be that cheap, but I, I mean, even if the volumes were so high at your production point uh, that mm. you, you, your unit cost becomes so low, it's still, it's still a little bit um, imponderable that something would be that cheap, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think letting the customer, I think what, what, Francesca was saying about just sensitizing the customer to, you know, to cost relationships between price, I mean, cost relationships between quality and price. And, you know, it's, it's important, you know, I think the customer gets to know that they're paying a certain amount of money for a certain quality, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's just, that's just where I'm thinking about, from where I'm thinking about it. But as, as a human right, uh, As a human right point, yeah, it's it's tricky how something could be that cheap, quite honestly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, anything from you, Dali, before we jump into the next point? Uh, no, 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 not at all. I think we can just park it there and then uh, just jump into uh, to the next point, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eddie, we want to touch on one of your topics, Eddie. Let's talk about you basically said uh, one of your key concerns that you gathered from a lot of uh, different um, conversations was production understanding. And you spoke about vision, you spoke about helping the factory understand the vision. So let's talk about that or unpack that for us a bit and we can bring in our two cents. I think <clears throat> I was, for a designer, of course, uh, it's going to market, right? And to go to market, you need, you need, a, you need your manufacturer I find, and I think one of the observations, you know, is that the, the designers think once they go to the, once they've taken the, the, the whole idea to to the manufacturer, um, they don't have any more work, you know? Uh, but the manufacturer doesn't, <laughs> the, the manufacturer actually doesn't know what you're trying to do. You know? <laughs> you're the only... <laughs> You are the only one who knows it, you know. <laughs> so it's not about it's not about delegation. Del, it's not about you delegating what you want to do to the to the to the manufacturer. Oh, do this for me. Do that for me. It's about <laughs> it's about you collaborating with your manufacturer to achieve the vision you have. If not, you don't get it. You know. Um, so I, I think it's very important for designers to understand that, to, to know that the next, the next person they go to, to get their, their visions, uh, you know, realized is a collaborator, not just a, a subordinate, you know, it's not just someone you dump things on. It's someone that you work together with to help them so that, to help them understand you so that they can help them, help you 
get your vision out. This for me is it's an experience that happens every day because of what we do. We get that all the time where the customer says, and this is just the first fitting, right? And they say, oh, I want to go to market after the first fitting. You say, no, it's not ready. And they say, no, but, you know, how many times do I need to fix, you know? And uh, you, you, you wonder how can they not understand that they, you know, it takes, there's nothing you're wearing on you, even if it's a T-shirt that didn't take a few go-arounds, you know, uh, to get it right. But I think the, cost, the consumer may not know that, but I think it's, it's almost unimaginable that a designer would not know that and would not want to know that, you know, or understand that. So I think that's one of the things I, for me, was <laughs> something I felt like we should talk about. Thank you, Edgy. That's cool. And I'm sure that's very easy for people to understand. And I have to admit that I'm also a victim of sometimes going into the space and saying, this is what I need, and then getting very upset after I've removed myself from the process for a month because I was assuming that they would just get it and go with it. So for those of you who were tuned in again, that's a really cool point, And I hope that that could uh, resolve some of the uh, anger and anxiety in some of your souls when you're in the midst of your production. Nobody knows what you want, so be present. Onawa for you. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Is, <laughs> if there's nothing else to say on that, because I think it's quite uh, self-explanatory, uh, I'm going straight to my uh, first top thing, which is actually a top issue or concern, which is uh, touching or extending a bit from Francisca's. And I would say it actually falls under ethical but it also falls under human rights especially with the the h&m um drama uh with mm-hmm. the monkey hoodie uh, that was crazy that, that was insane happening. and it's then and then, and then it became everybody's and then it became everybody's business and their mamas because these days no people have nothing to do except sit, sit on social media <laughs> and kill you if you had to be killed so I think that, you know, um, back to this, uh, when I say it's ethical and it's also human rights, uh, even though with the drone, um, you know, this campaign, I think that it's ridiculous. And I think for me, this came across as racist. I mean, we're relieving Roots. I mean, for those who don't know Roots, the new kids on the block, Roots is your reference to 12 years of slave. I'm sure you'd remember that with Lupita. But mm-hmm. I just think that in a day like today, in this day and time, that should ju- that is just should not be happening. It's shocking in all counts, and we're not here to bash what happened wrong. There's bad things, there's highs and lows every day, but I think that this is definitely a shock, especially coming from these clothing giants, who a lot of people look up to and consume like their life relies on it. So I think again for me on this on this point for those who are tuned in for those in the industry just be conscious and just be aware that there is more idlers than ever and there is social media. So in one second of you doing the stupid thing, I'm telling you, you'll be killed. You will be dead by the time you look at your Instagram. You will be dead or Twitter. And and so and, no need for that. Just pay more attention and be more conscious. And they really lost out because of that one silly mistake. You know, I mean, like, there's great celebrities that work with them that, like, kind of pulled out. I know the weekend pulled out, um, you know, with working with them. Just a silly mistake. They had a great concept, but I, they just messed it up by, um, you know, just putting that statement there. The coolest monkey in the jungle. You know, it's, it was unnecessary for them to, to, to put that up there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, G- to be honest with you, pulled out of a big. To be honest with you, if they had said, the coolest monkey, right? And it's a little kid. And they, they had presented it in a way that was, I don't know. I don't know how they could have done that it. That it was but, a monkey? But when they uh, added the jungle, <laughs> yeah, that was like... No, the, no, but, but the no, question is, edgy, the question is as edgy, well... <laughs> with or without the jungle? <laughs> but I mean, that was jungle, just like... Trees, forest, swimming pool, as long as it was a black boy... Put in that thing as a monkey. Yes. I don't care if it's in the jungle or the sea. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Because why didn't they use a different word? Yeah. Why? Why, know, why didn't they I use mean, a different so many animal as well? That thing was wrong. <laughs> but you try to find, you try to find some kind of, I don't know, some kind of a light. You know, like because at this, in this age, this day and age, like you couldn't even imagine that. You know. So you're thinking, <laughs> God, what what they're trying to say? You know. <laughs> And the irony is the mom is actually upset. She's like, please, why are you guys making noise? 
leave us alone, me and my monkey child. Anyway, but 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 on, on the lighter <laughs> side, <laughs> on the on the lighter side of that though, uh, the boy did walk away with a million ram, million uh, million uh, million dollar um, deal with uh, Sean John uh, by P Diddy. That was uh, the positive side of the whole thing. So big shout out to that. Good. Yeah, that's that's, good, that's, that's a good that's a good Great response. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm coming back to Francisca, so we can keep moving. <laughs> Francisca, it's getting hot in here. You better take you better take off your was it a black jacket or a white black sweater? What black you sweater. You might want to take that off. <laughs> yeah, the black sweater. You might want to take that off. So we are moving to um, Francisca's second point, which is around um, the environment and how we yeah. really respecting it as consumers. Uh, and Francisca, obviously, again, these are points that you have not necessarily just come up with on your own because there are concerns amongst other fashion industry professionals also playing within your space. So let's unpack that a bit. But also, uh, not only as a, as a producer, uh, as final consumer, because uh, if I um, think about, uh, I was thinking about this uh, in the Christmas period in the last Christmas, because I saw all these packagings, all these plastics, all these uh, uh, papers, all these uh, bright uh, plastics uh, going up and down every, everywhere. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, we should do something to res- for recycling that, but uh, in... Um, I don't need to go to to a shop that that sold me something to to give back that packaging to recycle it, but uh, um, there there should be uh, I think uh, common spaces to to make recycling. I don't know, possibly uh, possibly already exist, but uh, they are not so frequent. They are not. It doesn't happen so often. So. I think that uh, that, that all these uh, packagings, all, the, all these plastics, uh, should be should be removed in a conscious uh, way because they are going um, uh, somewhere. Yeah, I, I want to just add um, that according to fashion um, uh, a fashion and environment um, article by Echo Chic Design Award. They actually say textile production is a major contributor of environmental pollution because of its high greenhouse gas emissions and its contamination of air and fresh water supplies. They also add on to say in today's global fashion supply chains, the widespread transportation of clothes and textile actually leads, has increased this pollution to a whole new level. So my thing about uh, the environment, uh, Francisca, is it goes even beyond. So besides the plastic and all of this rubbish, uh, you've still got to think about uh, the environmental pollution based on, uh, you know, the emissions released from this textile uh, production. Then you've got to think about the supply chains that are transporting all these clothes, because that has also just increased pollution to a whole different level. So I think that for me, what I definitely would see happening, because the conversations we're having right now are, they're easier said than done. And another thing is, it's easier when a fashion uh, coalition or a fashion uh, organization that runs fashion within different markets is able to actually put up some sort of guidelines, put up some sort of uh, plans, and then and watch them implement. Because if you don't have a fashion body governing fashion within a market, and the market could be Nairobi, could be South Africa, could be it could be a continent, it could be a country, it could be a city, I don't care. But I feel that the way that this uh, sort of... Uh, um, uh, strategies can be implemented to be able to make yes. it better for us yes. is to start from the top. And to start from the top means somebody, some organization or body is going to have to run that. But then how many bodies do we have that actually govern fashion in this in this world? Let's not even talk about continent or country. How, how do you guys see this happening? Because we agree, we all agree, Francisca, that these things have to change. Otherwise, I don't know hmm. what's going to happen in this continent or this country or this world. I actually don't know where we're going, but let's go smiling. For sure, uh, there is a, a very slow process uh, acting uh, also in, this, uh, in these years, in these periods. 
uh, if I think about uh, industries that uh, self-governate, uh, uh, self-regulate, uh, they have self-regulations uh, inside of them uh, about the 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 dyeing, the the washes, and so on. But uh, I I think uh, is missing uh, some some kind of uh, tough institution that can regulate it. Uh, I feel that um, uh, I, I can have a, the Albini, the Albini company, for instance, that uh, is a is a, one of my represented by, um, that that has a lot of uh, as an ethical code in this sense, and uh, invest a lot of money every year to implement this uh, uh, this, uh, this this part in the in the process in the fabrication pro- process. But uh, uh, it's not enough. It's not enough because uh, if then, uh, uh, for instance, I, I, I'm thinking uh, so uh, widely now. If, for instance, uh, uh, that, that textile from Albini is bought from a manufacturer that doesn't uh, recycle the, um, the materials uh, uh, properly, uh, the it ends over there. Uh, the process, the, the effort ends over there because the manufacturer doesn't follow the same line and so on. So I think uh, that there should be more, more, um, 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 a wider sensitivity in this. I don't know. Uh, wow. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of that is, a lot of that is very, is, is driven socially, you know? Um, I do think that the industry is doing well, but you have to understand a lot of the waste is not just coming from fashion. So it has to be a collaborative effort. Yes. There's a lot, there's a lot of waste that is coming out of just uh, food processing, the packaging of food, mm-hmm. um, the packaging of just, uh, it's, you know, um, paper, just, just so much stuff. It requires packaging and everybody has to work together to, I, I, there's a lot being done, but yeah, we, I think without enough uh, participation, like enough collaboration between industries, it would be so difficult to get a concerted thing that achieves yeah. uh, the kind of results that we would love to see. But the good thing, though, yeah. is that a lot of action is being done. You know, it's yeah. still too separate right now. I think it needs to be more unified to get good results. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. This is why I talked about All a right, slow please. process. You're right. It's a slow process. You're right. But it's right. acting. Yes. It's, uh, it's happening. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it needs wider adoption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Thank, thank you for that point, uh, Francisca. Edgy, we want to go straight to your other point, which is the power of collaborations and the fact that we need more cross-industry collaborations to bring designers to ground. Let's just unpack that Um Okay. Well, I think this is a topic that we discussed during the uh, last year, and um, I do feel like without collaborations, especially in, in, in as our world becomes smaller and smaller and becomes more and more virtual, um, without collaborations, you can't really achieve too much, you know, because mm-hmm. you're you are only this one person that does this one thing, and there's someone else mm-hmm. who does something else, but each these things complement each other and you you gain a lot more from being a part of a bigger thing than just being this little you, you know? Uh, but again, we are so protective of, of, especially being on the creative side, you get so protective about your ideas. But we also forget that our ideas are inspired by things we have seen in the open, you know? So I think once you have you put that behind you, it becomes easier to collaborate. And I'm not saying just collaborating between designers, but it's collaborations between uh, manufacturers. Right. Yeah, mm. manufacturers, photographers, model, modeling agencies, all of those things are important to just get that one unified force moving forward. You know, I think that was, mm. that was the point I was trying to make. I think it's very it's very fresh, but it's also very real. And uh, for those of our listeners who are tuned in, uh, these topics are just as touching base on concerns that you have raised uh, around 
moving forward in this industry. Now, what we could also potentially do is because of uh, not having enough time to really unpack everything and take your questions and get your calls in, we will just finish unpacking this and then hopefully we can start running uh, very important topics based on uh, the demand uh, as a topic on its own. And that way we can actually have time to play and to really unpack. So thanks, Edgy, for that. I think that's really crucial. Uh, I'm going to go straight to my other point, which uh, mm-hmm. was around fair trade and respect for the game. And again, I've realized that through, as we are, as we continue to unpack some of the concerns that uh, our listeners have raised, I feel that uh, fair trade, ethical, sustainable respect comes has come in, human rights has come in and is coming in a lot. But I'm just going to unpack this quickly. Now, my heart cries out when I hear this whole Zuva drama with Kalechi, uh, who is uh, one of the CEOs of Zuva. And the fact that one day you could Google Zuva and they were doing very, very well. I think they actually had made, uh, they got under the top Essence 50 because they made, they hit the $2 million million mark, which was great for the fact that they had just began. And uh, today when you Google Zuva, unfortunately, all you have is people have opened up accounts like Zuva vendors. Zuva doesn't pay. Uh, a tweet from <laughs> one of this. Yes, there's a Twitter account. There's a lot of t- Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts that I've been running across because about 10 different fashion designers who I have met within this month of just holidaying have, have actually mentioned, oh, my God, and what's wrong with this one? Why won't she give us our money? And I didn't realize how serious it was until I went online and I'm just like, wow, this is when we say the power of social media. You have to be very careful how you tread. And I know that business Mm -hmm. is not easy, but at the same time, you need to be in a space that you can handle or get out of it. But get out of it respectfully and respect who's in. Mm. So one of the Twitter accounts is called Zuba Vendors and it says we are black fashion designers who are victims of Kelechi. Anya Degu of Zuva. Mm-hmm. She owes mm-hmm. vendors over $300,000. Sure. And they say, please sign the petition. And the petitions for Zuva and the people who Zuva owes, like the suppliers, is such a big thing that I cannot believe they've even got a petition that's running around different accounts and people are signing. So I'm just saying, when I talk about the third issue, the reason I had to bring this up is not to rip Zuva apart, but to say, let's just be careful how we play our cards because businesses have highs and lows. But the last thing you want to be is one minute be a star who just hit the $2 million mark and the next minute be a store or a shop that owes vendors over 300,000 and still not getting straight to the point. People are very upset. So for me, uh, with this reason I brought this up and what my advice is, and then I'll let you guys talk, is uh, I think that first of all, as African uh, brands who are playing in the continent, especially in the continent, because I've realized most of the brands that are complaining actually here in the continent, but I can see these brands all over is the first thing as an African child, as an African hustler that I will, I don't want to be a part of, I do not want to see and I do not want to entertain is the fact that you've got people who say, oh, well, this is our platform and we uh, encourage African designers or we, we enable African designers. And then you deal with African designers as if they're coming from your backside. That's the part where I'm like, no one's gonna accept that. If you are not serious about your business, you need to take this thing somewhere else, not for Africa. In Africa, we win, we work hard, and the the you know the the feedback from some of these brands literally put tears in my soul because people hustling. You know, the, the order you have by the time you finish it, set, get it packaged, DHL it, make sure it lands into that shop, and then get abused and played is not the way to win. It's hard to grow in that way. So I discourage all of the brands, mm. the platforms that are playing on that level, I discourage it and I remove it and I delete it. Eh? Uh And then what we need to do is also, (laughs) on the flip side, is for you brands who are signing deals, especially with stores that you have no access to, you cannot get on the road now and go to the shop now and meet the person now. It means that you also have to be able to understand how you work your contract, how you work your agreements, and then take it to court. And you know, do what you need to do with it, but at least have your, put your stuff in a position where 
when something happens to you, you're not caught with your pants down. This is business and it's yeah. hard. Yeah. And you're going to find all sorts of sharks out there. So that is my advice. You guys can share your two cents on that and we can move on. No, I think you you have a point. It, it's sad because, you know, it's like you take the credit card system and you try to knock it off, you know, mm. like destroy it. But at the end of the day, it destroys you because that's where the business is going. That's where payments are going. And you mm. can't reverse that. So the same with the, with online, you know, it's the only way we are going, you know. And for a, for, for a vendor that tries to destroy that, it's just sad because you, it's... You can't compromise the system. It, it will survive you, you know. At the end of the day, you, you will lose, you know. So I, I think vendors, they have, to be, they have to be very ethical in the way that they deal with, with, with you know, with designers. Uh, because at the end of the day, I think the designer wins because that's where the market is going. We're just going to find someone else who is more credible uh, to work with, you know. I think it's very important that, uh, you know, we respect each other in the industry and also protect, um, you know, each other. Um, and, um, you know, it's, you know, it's quite sad when, um, you know, uh, um, vendors or, um, designers are exploited, you know, um, and, and, you know, it's, 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 it's really sad. So I think one should really, um, you know, protect themselves. I think, um, the, the Zumba story is quite similar to what happened recently in South Africa with, um, you know, one particular, um, you know, guy, the threaded man not having paid some of his models and some of the people that help him make his clothing. And it was like a whole thing, uh, because he didn't, he didn't protect himself. He didn't care. And then him not caring resulted to people, uh, going out on social media and actually saying that, yo, dude, pay us. They created videos and they they trended and he had to like literally his PR team told him to like lay low for a while because like people are going on when are you paying us when are you paying us so um, it's very important that we respect people we respect each other in the industry and, and just be ethical wow wow <laughs> wow <laughs> um, I just want to add on on this topic around vendors it's not just just because um because Dali brought up the threaded man, I've just remembered that you've also got fashion weeks outside of Africa who say, oh, this is what we do. And I'm not bashing them all, but I'll tell you about one. But you cannot say this is what you do and you represent African brands. And then on the flip side, you literally keep them on the backside. You cannot do that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, when we say you cannot do that, it's not that we're going to take you to court or anything. It's just that we are not going to let you do that. And, and Africa... If you're an African brand or whatever it is, you're not disabled. Your legs are not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. The only thing is that you are from the continent. You need to wave your flag up and you need to walk and operate and play in this game like you're serious. So Africa Fashion Week New York, we had a, an incident. And that three different brands have reached out to me as well to say that Adiat took their clothes. Adiat is the founder of Africa Fashion Week New York. Took their clothes, including, I mean, I've had an incident with them before, but I didn't know other people had the same incident. You take a designer's clothes and then you don't give them back to them and then you sell them. How ridiculous is that? Can someone please call 911 or tell it's me crazy. what to say? That this is actually happening. That you take, you invite designers in and I know through my process, maybe that's how it'll happen for everyone else. I don't know. Where you have the designer send their clothes in advance or a sample piece, a specific sample piece that sits in their showroom. You have no deal on, okay, this is how we're going to do this, or we are, you're selling it to us, or we are buying it from you, nothing. And then you have to chase them for your whole life, trying to get your pieces back. And guess what? They sold them. How do you do that? And how do you survive in, the, in a space where you can be able to do that year after year and still say you're doing a, a, call, a call for African fashion designers? African fashion designers are better off showing here. This is Africa. You're here. You're on the ground. You know exactly what's happening. This is where you should be showing. And if you're, if you're going out, it's okay for you to show out, but just be very careful and make sure that you've really done your homework around some of these platforms. Otherwise, they'll just break you. Very serious conversation, this one. This one deserves a show. But I'm sorry, but I have to say live on air that Adiat, what you're doing is not acceptable and karma is a B. I will not finish that. <laughs> so please, Abed, take your things and pack your bags, though. Eh? <laughs> Pack your bags and find a way to be able to do things more ethically, or otherwise you'll drown. You'll just see what happens. I, I can't even say anything. That's that's my piece. That's it. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I think I think it's 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 so important to have this support system where everybody's supporting each other, uh, where nobody's cannibalizing the other. You know, if not, we just can't survive. You know, we just we can, make, we can, yeah, yeah, we, we can't can survive. And and like I've said, it's the survival is not one thing. It's many things applied into what we do. If I need to do something, or I need to get a, say I'm, I go to New York and I need to get a manufacturer to work on some of my business, I know exactly who I'm going to. I'll be going to anyone in New York and I'll sit with Edgy, I'll say this is what I need. But because there's trust, because there's honesty in the relationship, he got my back and with no tricks. So I'm not gonna look bad. Whether I pay half my bill or not, no, I'm not encouraging you to pay half, but I'm just saying, whether, whatever happens, I know that you've got to find your network and your network has to be tight and it has to be this coalition that you form that protects you from all these people who want to take your money and not give you back what you need. It protects you from the people who want to say to you false advertising. They're selling Coke, they're selling Mirinda or Shasta in a Coca-Cola bottle. Come on, guys. Like, let's just come on. It's, it's 2018. All the drama, we put it behind and all the rubbish and everything just move. Make way because we're coming strong. So I'm just saying, if you're not sure what you're doing and you're playing with this market, this market will bite you. Don't play. <laughs> Grande. <laughs> Grande. <laughs> Guys. Grande means uh, you are great. <laughs> we should hear Adi's... We should, In Italian. We should see, hear um, uh, Adi's uh, point about this. Yeah, if she if if she wants to give us her points, we are happy to plug her in. But I don't think that how she has behaved has been a reflection of good business. It's not. Mm. That's not how to do things. And the other thing, what happens is with me when people ask me about that platform, I actually just I don't respond because I'm just gonna cry. Mm. So I'm like, I actually just say I don't know. Just go for your own risk if I can't. <laughs> And, and, I'm, and again, and I say this, there's Africa Fashion Week London. I know they're doing well. I've never had any drama from them. I mean, there's a, a lot of Fashion Weeks all over. I'm not saying that something's wrong with an African Fashion Week wherever, outside of Africa. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. for you designers, pay attention, be careful. I've been beat too. And when I tell you it's coming straight from the horse's mouth, I'm also a victim of some of these things. It's just that I'm not a victim, but it happened to me. So it can happen to any of you. And the sharper and the more alert you are, Uh, as you get and venture into these spaces, the better it's going to be for you. If you have to say no, say no. Of course. And just don't pull wigs. Don't no pulling wigs, women. Please, let's not pull wigs. No <laughs> backstabbing. Don't don't do none of that. Let's just be a lady about these things, especially for the women, because I know that it gets heated up. But anyway, guys. I know that we had uh, five points to share each, and we've only been able to go through uh, three each, which is still fine. Those are nine key concerns that you, the industry, have shared with us and asked us to dissect. And we obviously are going to be able to continue the rest um, on social media and potentially on our next show. We'll see how that goes. But uh, we really thank you for your time. Uh, we thank you for uh, your inputs. Edgy and Francisca, thank you for your research on your end. Thank you. Uh, it's really nice to uh, start the year fresh and start the year alert and conscious of what we are getting into because it helps you move when you know what's happening. Dali, we really want to thank you as well for your presence and just holding the house down right thank there, so <laughs> right there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think we are just going to, uh, and thank you our listeners for listening as well. We really appreciate your input. We appreciate the concerns. I think they're very, very, very uh, crucial conversations to be had or just things that concerns that we need to literally think about and then decide how to approach Um, and actually, before we finish up, we're going to go straight into our last segment, which is called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going first? Dali is going first. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Um, I would love to dress. Uh, <laughs> I would love to dress. Um, Sure. Um, hmm. Sure. I, I would love to dress so me, Zimklongo. 
um, uh, I feel like um, you know sometimes he's he's got no direction in terms of his um, you know um, really sometimes just, I just feel like he just wakes up and decides yeah okay cool really I'm gonna I'm gonna dress like this and um, I understand that he's a he's a character and um, he's um, you know he's he's just got a, a crazy personality but I just feel like a bit of direction um, in in his dressing and um, and 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 how he looks like a consistent look um um yeah i'd i'd want to dress him for that reason uh to give him a constant look and uh, to give him a look that's um you know going to work for him because he always likes to try different things and um he's never consistent in <laughs> his look you know? and it's, it's sometimes it's a mess what's wrong with trying different sometimes things sometimes you know it's it's great trying out different things that work for you but you know sometimes you try things and they mess and you know we just never know what to expect <laughs> from you <laughs> Thank you, Dali. We, we have to see what you're wearing because you're talking a lot about this. No, definitely. And you will be. Tra- and I, I am be tra- taking a picture. So I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> Francisca, who would you want to dress and why today? Could be sound obvious, maybe, but I would love to dress the Ofra. Who? Ofra. 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 Mm, and why? Because uh, she is so inspiring, and I hope really that uh, wow. <laughs> uh, she, I, I heard a, a bad noise. <laughs> um, she inspires uh, every every woman, uh, especially in uh, in this week, in the last week, and uh, I really hope that uh, she will be. The next president of the USA. Oh, mm. <laughs> but don't, yeah, but, so but don't know, worry. But, uh, nah. Don't worry, Francisca. Don't I, worry, I Francisca. Um, I was going to say I will make sure that when we have lunch uh, next week, I'll invite you when she comes for lunch. Uh, uh, I already yes. did it. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't respond to you. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You really? have to come to me when I. When, I'm, when when we make our dates, she shows up for yes. sure. So make sure you okay. talk to her <laughs> next babes. week. Edu, who would you want to dress and why? Besides yourself, Francisca, and Dali and me. Well, it's not about who I want to dress, but it's, a, it's I want to. I want to. There's a line that I found that I think Francisca would be amazing in. It's called. Wow. Couples. It's the first time. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, it's called couples. It's it's K O O P L E S. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's um, yeah. I think you're gonna love it. So that's my recommendation to you. Thank, thank you. Today. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay, guys. Today and to a lot I of w- people. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Today I want to uh, because of the fact that I'm actually going to the wine to the wine route to drink wine. I'm just throwing it on your faces, uh, Francisca, right. Edgy, and Dali. <laughs> I want no. to dress. Yeah, I've always thought about what is it when people say we're going wine, wine tasting. And I know how I dress when I'm going wine tasting. I take it very serious. And, and like I dress in very specific things and there's things I just don't wear. Like I don't wear jeans to a wine tasting. So I want to dress all the wine lovers who are experiencing their wine, uh, you know, wine love affair. And they're maybe going on tastings and they keep saying, hmm. I wonder what I should wear to a tasting. So I would love to come up with a concept on what to wear when you're going wine tasting. And I'll share more of that on my blog on lizogumbo.com slash blog for those of you who care to actually see and understand. So it's for all of the wine lovers who don't know what to wear at their wine tastings. That's who I want to address today. And for the rest of my crew, thank you for joining us once again. Take it easy. Do not take people's things and don't do not rip people off. I'm telling you that karma <laughs> is a B thing. It's bad. It's a B. <laughs> and 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 for those who are tuned in today, we really want to thank you. We want to encourage you to be able to take 2018 by the head and just run with it and uh, just be more conscious in so many ways. I think once you're conscious, so much more good will come your way. Otherwise, take it easy. It is peace and love. Until next week. Ciao. Thank Ciao. you guys. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.